Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dr. Jen, two topics of conversation right off the bat. The 11 sex personality types, according to a sex therapist, that you wanted to discuss... Yeah, well, you brought it up, and I had actually read the article, so I'm sort of, uh, and I have sort of mixed opinions about it. Well, it was fun to to read the article and then to pinpoint which one do I think I am. Okay, so okay, I like so that. can you share some what they are? Yes, and then you have something after this, but you haven't yeah, said what it is yet. I have a yet. little gift for you. Oh, all right, <laughs> thank you. Whatever it is, okay, I think. <laughs> all right, That's so good. the eleven sex personality types. Uh, the decompressor is number one. When you're feeling overwhelmed, sex is your go-to stress reliever. You actually relish the physical and mental release that orgasms offer, and you may even use sex solo or partnered to help you fall asleep at night. Yeah, so think? definitely. So uh, there's not there's only maybe twenty percent of the pop because most people when they get more stressed they're less likely to want sex because they're too overwhelmed they're too stressed um, it reduces their sex hormones but there is a percentage of maybe twenty percent of people or something um, that actually can get hornier but this is slightly different in that this is just to help you get to sleep at nighttime or to help you decompress overall not necessarily because you're in a particularly stressful time period. Let me ask you this question so i am not that person okay i would think that the decompressor would be more men than women right because when women get stressed i think so too yeah all right how about the explorer uh sex is all about trying new things between the sheets having fun not taking it too seriously you're curious sexually and you're willing to learn and you crave novelty even if you're not sure you'll like it right so i've been in time periods where i've tried that and then so I have partners where I'm specifically trying certain things, like we're playing with BDSM something or some kink stuff. BDSM? Uh, bondage. Um, Sadomasochism? B- bond, yeah. It's, uh, oh God, I always forget. BDSM. It's, it's, it, <laughs> Sounds like irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. I always forget which one. But, <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. Up your bum. Bondage. Discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism. Well, the way you say it, it sounds great. That's what all of those words stand for. Um, anyway, so I've done that before. And so, but what I've found is that I can't really hook up with that person more than like two times and then I'm done. Because it wasn't something you were comfortable with? No. Oh. Because I have to be emotionally and intellectually connected to somebody okay. to be able to keep a sex drive. It's oh. just part of how I'm wired. I gotcha. So I'm not, so the Explorator could be amazing and I look forward to it and it's interesting, but my body doesn't necessarily kick in with a lot of desire because I am, my desire is very responsive to specific men who I connect with. Okay. I have to ask this question. I, I was going to try and be funny about it, but now it's serious now that you said <laughs> that, the way you described yourself. And, and I wonder, is the Explorer more the type of woman who could become a prostitute? No joke. Because they're willing to explore that and, area? And, and right, and enjoy that. So, yes. And so the version of, of sex work where women um, actively choose it, 
Yes. Um, and because they actually enjoy sex and they feel safe doing it and they can they can charge enough that they can actually make a living. Yes. Okay. Potentially. Versus right. then ones that are trafficked into it or they're on drugs or alcohol or they get pimp boyfriends who oh, then God, pimp course. them yeah. out. So, yeah. But, I mean, there's very different versions of how sex work plays out. I so. meant, yeah, I meant absolutely the women yeah, who yeah, are. The or men, who, whoever. Who have more. Who yeah. Are, okay. So, yeah. The fair trader. So it says generosity and a healthy give and take in the bedroom are crucial for the fair trader because you expect your partner to meet your needs with enthusiasm and you'll gladly do the same for them. And you want to make sure your partner enjoys giving just as much as you enjoy receiving. Are you one of those? I do definitely want my partner to enjoy it as much as I do. I, it's important to me. But are you more than, because I think there's one that may be like the pleaser or something like That's that. That's the next one, the giver. The giver. <laughs> yeah, the giver. Right. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, I think honestly, I am the giver. Actually, honestly, but. I could be less reciprocal. I'm. I'm. Is there a receiver on there? Because that's the one I am. I don't know. Let me I'm, see here. I'm happily a receiver. Are you really? <laughs> however, however, mm-hmm. if somebody is very, very good at giving in a way that I've mentioned this before, that matches my specific like wiring and what works for me and how I like it. Then I, I can get into a state that's rather sort of insatiable, and I will do almost anything. Really? So, but you gotta, you, you gotta be, up, fellas? you gotta be well attuned. You gotta be a good listener. You have to pay attention. You have to be very giving then to get to that point. But then you want a passionate, you want a passionate partner and lover in that moment, boy. <laughs> yeah. So really, then <laughs> we talk about love language in relationships. That is along the same lines a sex language. That's your sex yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's what they're talking about here. Kind yeah. of with these sexual types. Oh well, yeah, it I is... guess so. Thought I was all genius for <laughs> a second. No, that was brilliant. Mm, whatever. <laughs> Give me some credit, would you? So number four is the giver. Remember before our, our episode <laughs> before that you said that your partner doesn't encourage and doesn't like isn't happy for your accomplishment. That was an accomplishment, Doctor Jen. Oh, so I thought of that. That was awesome, Clint. Thank I'm so you. proud of you. You Thank worked you. so hard for that. I'm really proud of you. Thank Good job. You. Thank you. Now we can move on. The giver. <laughs> so in your eyes, sex is a gift to share with your partner. Now, your partner's sexual preference is at least as important as as your own to you, and probably even more so. In fact, I'm quoting uh, someone here. You're very in tune with your partner's experience, and it makes you feel good to know that you can make your partner feel good. So that's the person you're looking for. Because yes. that's, no, really, that's what it puts yes, you into but sexual. I can't, but they can't be, because if they're too much of a pleaser personality, though, like they need to have a spine. They need to know their needs and wants. They need to, right, like not a me. pushover. I'm a total pushover. I, d- I did not say that. I'm saying it. I'm admitting it. Guys, if you're listening, gals, you're not alone. I'm a total pushover. I'll even say it. I'm a pussy. Oh. Oh, we've talked about oh, this God, before. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I meant a cat. Go ahead and I meant tell cat. me why. Ta- no, I meant cat. I, I'm going to totally go into scold mode. Don't. And scold. Let me reverse. Take it scold away. Scold educator it mode. Clint, tell me why that's inappropriate to say. Because, honestly, pussies are strong <laughs> and important, and they're, they're, they lead, they rule, and I just made it sound like it was a weaker part of a woman, and I didn't mean to. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Number See, five. I learned. Are we friends again? <laughs> yes. All right, the guardian. Feeling safe with your sexual partner is of the utmost importance, and you may have dealt with sexual trauma in your mm-hmm. past. Wow. I think I know somebody like this, yeah, actually. For sure. You like feeling the foundation of security with your partner and with yourself, and your boundaries are important to you, as is enthusiastic consent. So here's the thing. I, I think everybody has, a, especially women, 
like most of us have a version. Like I would not call myself the guardian, you know, a number five. But mm-hmm. I absolutely, if I don't feel safe with you, if somebody seems untrustworthy, if somebody is showing anger or something like that, I don't feel sexually safe with them. If somebody is like doing things that are are coercive or that don't feel consensual, that we're not doing this as a team, that of co- that totally shuts me down. So th- I think many women have that um, as part, especially in today's Me Too era. Like, um, so I bet like, so for example, so I have parts of that, but I wouldn't label myself that because I'm more of a number six. Oh, number six. (laughs) Good lead in the passion pursuer. So for you, sex isn't good unless it's intense and all consuming, maybe even animalistic. You're very in tune with the energy between you and your partner during sex. And you love the idea of letting go and losing yourself in the moment for you. The best sex is when time seems to stand still. Hold on. Let me go back to something. Yes. For you, sex isn't good unless it's intense and all-consuming, maybe even animalistic. <laughs> and you say you're a number six? So did you, I mean, I did you not hear the passion with which I said Oh, before? I did. I did. But my God, <laughs> to hear you actually label yourself. Yeah. However, so if I don't have number five, right, if I'm not feeling safe, right. I'll never get to that point. You know, I wouldn't I won't release and be vulnerable enough with a partner to ever get to that point. And basically now in my life, I won't even have sex. I would never even have sex with somebody like that. I might hook up with them and then be like, oh, OK, no, this isn't. No, this isn't a good fit for me. I won't have intercourse with them. So I want to say that as a side note, I think how you match up with these these sex personality types depends on where you are in life, how old you are. I think they could change over time. Depends on where you are in a relationship. Wow. So like that is an ideal. Like that's an ideal for me when I'm in a relatively new relationship, but it is a relationship. Right. And things are hot and heavy and all the neurochemicals are going off. You check with me in a year and a half, it's going to be much harder for me to achieve that. Wow. Because my desire drops. And then I could go into more needing. Then I need to be more exploratory because I need to be trying new things and we need to be spicing things up and thinking outside the box. Then for me to have a chance of even dropping into that state. Well, then let me ask you this. What about like uh, costumes and stuff and role playing and all that? That's got to help in a relationship that you've been in for a while. For sure. Yeah. So like, I don't know, somebody walks in and his name's (laughs) Michael, but then he says one night in a mask, he's like, I am Zoro. No. I oh, oh, not that kind of thing? Oh. No, you said mask and it freaked me out. But no, no, I meant like the Zoro okay. thing. Like, I am Zoro. It is my sword. Did you? <laughs> so if you want me to laugh, then maybe that would work. Well, yes. See, that's how I do it. And that's why I never get laid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, number seven. The pleasure seeker. The physical pleasure you feel during sex is what keeps you coming back for more and more. Simply put, you like feeling good. And you might even be confused about all these different personality types because you think sex is just one of those simple pleasures in life. However, you enjoy touch and physical contact throughout the day as well. So that would be somebody in the five love languages. To circle back to the brilliant point you made a little while ago, Clint, that would be like that person is definitely physical touch. You know, as their top love language, probably. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, you just you just nailed it because I, I didn't read the last line that says sex doesn't have to be emotional or overly intimate. It's just some, even someone you just met. And which, to your point, it's. Mm. Yeah. However, um, I know folks like in, in marriages who are physical touches, their top one. They do want that touching and hugging and cuddling and more during the day. They just like that. But in their sex, they want their partner to actually be passionate about it. So yeah. it can't be, it can't feel disconnected though. It still needs it. to feel connected. So Okay. Number eight. 
The prioritizer. No matter how busy you are, sex remains a top priority for you. Even when you're tired, you want to find time for a roll in the hay, and you'll actually plan accordingly to make sure it happens because you value your sex life. I'm quoting. Yeah. And you're willing to spend time on it and make sacrifices for it. You like sex to be consistent. In fact, you may even like having a specific routine with how often you have sex. And so to me, that would be folks that... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So that do have higher natural desire because, I mean, it's one thing to work on it. I mean, it's a lot easier to work on your sex life if you're like, I've worked with couples like this before. They actually still like sex with each other. They still really enjoy it. They get a lot of benefits from it. They right. like the orgasms. They're just life is so busy for it. So they just need to be reminded. It's OK to schedule. It's OK to do this. And then they do well with that because they're not you're not twisting their arm. They do want sex. Yeah. So, and that's the prioritizer. Yes. But I, I think underlying that is that they actually have um, they have a higher level of desire in a long term relationship, too. They maintain that. OK. Yeah. What about, okay, I got to ask you this. (laughs) Do you think then in a long-term relationship, we probably talked about this, but I can't remember your answer. Do you think then that someone in a long-term relationship who loves sex a lot with that partner and that partner only, should they feel bad if they picture other people? So, because it's weird, because here's the thing it's your own thoughts, it's your own private stuff, and if you never share it. Yeah, so it's a funny thing because um, I come from two different perspectives. So, one, you know, mindfulness is at the core of all my work. Mm -hmm. So, I'm always about encouraging folks to be as present as possible with their partner, with their sensations, with their opening their heart and connecting, you know, with their partner in that way. So, that's all really important. And then on the flip side, I'm a sex educator and we don't judge people having fantasies and what's in their head and there's nothing wrong with that. So I don't know if you if you've been with somebody for a long time and and you need fantasies to be able to kickstart your desire. I would say just balance it. I mean, use them to kickstart it so that you can connect with your partner sexually, but make sure you're also you're not disconnecting. Because frankly, if somebody's lost in their head and just going through the motions, that's not fun sex on the receiving end of that. I, in fact, <laughs> I just talked about last episode about a buddy. It's this different buddy yeah. along with this same guy that are going through that very thing who they literally said, I don't want to just have sex. I don't want it to be like, get this over with attitude because right. it's right. no fun. Right. Well, okay. So it's a balance. The romantic. So for the romantic, the purpose of sex is to connect with your partner on an emotional level, not just a physical one. I know you were just talking about that. And this is a quote again. The romantic and the passion pursuer are pretty similar, but the romantic (laughs) needs to have emotional intimacy with a partner. One night stands just are not the romantics thing. So, right. So I'm a combination of those two. Exactly. The passion one and the romantic. Like those for... Yeah, to yeah, because at this point I won't do one night stands because it's not going to be pleasurable. There's not going to be enough passion. I, I know we addressed this months and months ago. I probably put towards the very beginning of when we started this podcast, but I can't remember your answer. Is do you consider it to be maybe I didn't ask you this. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever had a one night stand. What I mean by that hmm. is there are a couple of girls who I had sex with only once, 
but I knew them long term. Yes. Is that considered a one night stand still? Uh, I mean, often when we think about a one night stand, we think it's about somebody you just met that exactly. night. And then never, yeah. So, I mean, so... in the extreme, no. So that's more like a, you know, friends with benefits or just, yeah, a friend. You, you, you drank the one night, you hooked Decided up and you had were disgusting sex. And they didn't talk, and... call you again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean me, Dr. Jen. <laughs> they were calling me off the hook. So I don't know. I, I mean, that's kind of a one night stand, but it's not a stand because you're still fr- you're still friends with each other. Right. So I yeah. wondered about that. Okay. okay. So the spiritualist, you think sex should be a transcendent experience and sex is bigger than what's happening in the body. You may be religious or you may enjoy Eastern philosophies like Tantra. So for some spiritualists, the connection to religion can pose challenges. Your religion might have certain guidelines that you don't fully agree with. Or that evokes shame for you. So mm-hmm. this is what they're calling the spiritualist. And that was a quote, by the way, from the writer of this uh, blog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do. I mean, certain like sexual energy is a real thing. You know, that's why people ask. Totally they want passion from their partner because you can feel their sexual energy and it feeds you and vice versa. So, I mean, Tantra and playing with sexual energy and playing with this sort of bigger picture um I mean, energy really is, but bigger picture spirituality around a sexual encounter and what it really means to have open genitals and open heart and look in each other's eyes and play with the energy in that way. That's powerful stuff. It's vulnerable. It's very vulnerable. I totally believe in sexual energy like you just said, like you actually feel it. I remember years ago, uh, this was right before I met my wife. I walked into the bank. I remember she was a blonde woman and I remember she was about my height, taller than most for me. But And I mean, just from hello, I felt this sexual energy that I was like, holy shnikes. Yeah. And I mean, I walked away. I don't have any game anyway, but it's, I remember it to this day going, whoa, like it was instant and it was heavy. And so, you know, went home and whacked it, but that's, you know, whatever. Did that stay in your masturbatory fodder bank for a oh, while? Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Met my wife six months later. Had to kick that other girl right uh, out of there. Yeah. Um, Never did a thing about it either. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was your accents. I don't know. <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? Anyway. Was that the last one? Was no, that 11? There's oh, one more. There's still one more. <laughs> the Thrill Seeker. Um, so your sexual interests aren't vanilla and that's the way you like it. BDSM, like you talked about kink or taboo Mm. sexual fantasies don't scare you off. They excite you. Mm -hmm. So, So, and so that is, so probably, yeah, I'm part of that as well. I don't want it initially. I want like loving connection and playing with passion and getting to know each other, but down the road to spice things up then yes. See, but I think that's, I'll bet that's the majority of people. What you're talking about. Yeah, but some people, though, don't. Because I mean, we've talked about this in past episodes, how like I, I can really like playing with the energy of being with the dominant partner yeah. and playing a submissive role. Um, some people won't like that. That would turn them off. You know, I guess you know, I so didn't there's mean... all different aspects of how you could play with kink or sense play. But there you mean go. bringing something new. That's in. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Was we Not BDSM. Quote unquote, spicing things up. That's yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I kind of merged the two. That wow. was. Um, Okay, so we only have a few minutes left. Yes, and I want whatever gift you got me. I got a present for you. What the hell is... <gasps> did you get... Wait. Oh, my God, that's awfully presumptuous of me. No, oh, Never mind. No! No! Oh, my God, no. This is not a cock ring. Is that what you think it is? Yeah, but you know and what's funny about that? It's no. huge, and I just thought, well, I that's going to be too big for me. <laughs> well... Oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> well, anyway, if it was a cock ring, you put it at the base of the piece. You also put it at the base of the balls, too. So remember so what that. what is that? It yeah, looks I like a dog collar. you could use this. Oh, this is terrible. Here I am doing something nice. So it's called, it's compassionate. Have you seen me wearing this bracelet before? Oh, those are bracelets. They're bracelets. They... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my okay. God, I never thought of this. Because could, my wrist is that thick, This could not totally my be used as a cock ring. I hadn't thought well, of that before. Well, for King Kong. Now I feel terrible for my friend that runs this organization, and I don't... Doctor, well, it's only it'll make it's coming okay, from you. It's I'm, not because of I'm what it looks like. I'm throwing it your way. Dr. Jen, if anyone else gave this to me, I wouldn't think it was a cock ring. I can't believe that never crossed my mind, actually. <laughs> oh my God. But it is big. Well, hey, these are the smaller you. ones. I gave you the bigger ones. So, so please explain this. Yeah. So, um, and thank you. I really It's a it. black and white bracelet, and yeah. both sides say compassion it on it. And so it's taking the word compassionate and making it an action. So it's compassion IT. I like um, this. And she's, she's local, and she's a good friend of mine, but she runs this nonprofit. And so she teaches cultivating compassion classes. She travels around the world doing that. She sells these bracelets as fundraisers in schools instead of selling chocolates and stuff like that. This is cool. And so, and they come two in a pair. And so, your first gift of compassion is that you wear one and you share one. Do you know what? I love this because. Even if you wore this to, and I'm just making this up, say to if I went to PIB and anyone noticed it as we're talking, as I you know put my hand up to drink a beer and they, <laughs> hey, what's that compassionate? Oh, oh well, let me tell you. Well, and I could literally look at them and go, if it's a dude, whatever, I yeah. could be like, hey, man, I really like your shirt that you chose to wear. Or, and I know what you mean. It's a compliment, yes. not just compassion. I'm saying on a very light yeah. level. Yes. Or, you know, you're a really nice person. You're going out of your way to be kind to yes. another person. Whether it's giving charitably yeah. or just letting them know they're worth something. I know. This is awesome. And so the intent of it is that you could start on the black or white side, whatever you want. And then it's a reminder because it's on your wrist every day that if you see somebody struggling or suffering in some way or even opening the door for someone or like you said, going out of your way just to give a compliment to somebody, then you flip it. And so it's, and you get to keep flipping it. It's an ongoing reminder. And so first, thank you. Yeah. Secondly, where do people get these from this lady yeah, so they that can she get can raise some funds for some good stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she could teach more of these classes. Because well, side note, I genuinely think we are in a crisis of compassion in our world. I just had this conversation for the 20th time yesterday with my wife. We are in a time of absolute yeah, I don't know if I should call it hysteria, but hatred. I'm right. talking we about do. just and hatred. feeling very justified in it. And can you imagine if everybody around the world even wore these and at least one time a day went out of their way to do something kind for someone else that they normally wouldn't have? Totally, this isn't love like the this. nice things you normally do for people that you already know and love. Like this is looking for opportunities, and also for somebody that seems to be suffering or struggling. I so agree. So with this. Um, anyway, I, I mean, it's highly tied to intimate relationships, like being compassionate to our partner, even when we're hurt by them or disappointed in Kids, them. Kids when they piss you off because oh they won't wake themselves up in the morning. Yeah. Hold on. Where, where do people get these again? Oh, so they can get it. Thank you. Uh, the website. It's compassion. The word compassion and then it.com. So it's not very compassionate that I say if you can't spell it, you don't deserve it. Oh, my God. Kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. No, but now we know like the small ones. I give you the large ones because you've got you've got big hands. And Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but um, I have to wear small because I have small. Bri- but frankly, you know I wonder if these small ones could be used as cock rings. So well, that's awesome. Sarah, don't hate me for saying that. It's Clint's. Because she's a fan of the show. Clint, it's um, it's his fault. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> and I would need an extra small. Um, oh. And here's me showing compassion. They're already working. If you can't spell compassion, 
C-O-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N. Compassion it. How about, so they also have red and white ones that are for self-compassion, but you can use this one for self-compassion as well. So how about maybe you take on for the month of November, and we don't have much time left. I think we only have a week left in November, um, but that you take that on as a commitment to yourself that every time you go to say something negative about yourself, like your small penis, you look down at the bracelet and you flip it and you have self-compassion. I'll work on that, Dr. Jen. And you know what? Thank you for being compassionate. Bing.